You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Greetings and salutations. This is The Nerd Table. I'm Chris, joined by Dan. Hello, Dan. I just want to let you know that I'm proud of you. Thank you, Dan. Right here, buddy. Right here. Straight to the heart. And uh, and Eric. Eric is also here. And Eric, I'm proud of you, buddy. Well, thank you, man. I'm, I'm proud of both of you. Both of you have, like, really helped me out this week. And you don't even know. Uh, we are we are here for each other. This is a nerd table uh, support system that we have here. And our Facebook group, the Nerd Table fan community, like, I want us to actually be a community. So... You know, reach out to us, guys. Let's let's become a close knit soikle and help each other out. What's a soikle? It's like it, um, a Jersey circle. Uh, yeah. OK, so <laughs> they're just going to spin in all directions. What's forever. a moita? <laughs> What's a moita? <laughs> I was about to throw a Simpsons <laughs> reference on that, too. <laughs> What's a moita? Uh, a shout out. I don't I don't think she listens to this show because she has like no Facebook presence anymore. But our friend Angie, who worked with us at Interventions, you remember Angie? Yeah, I remember Angie. She got rid of her Facebook. I, I mean, she's yeah, she's got like no presence on. She's got like no social media presence anymore. Oh. Um, I how does it feel to be unplugged? Yeah, I don't know if she's listening to us. I think she's aware of the show because I'm pretty sure I did. Pretty sure I did tell her. A while back, but who who knows? Uh, if anybody's still in contact with her from our Inno friends, uh, let us know that we are we are always still thinking about her. She was she was a really cool person to, to hang out with. But one of the things that I remember discussing with her was about being a Simpsons fan. I asked her who her favorite character was, and she said it was Fat Tony. And I said, "Oh yeah," and she immediately responded with, "What's a moita?" And I, I was like, yes. She did like a college project on Fat Tony, and I'm a little jealous of that, actually. Oh man, because... I wish I would have heard that report. That sounds cool as shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Joe Montana, baby. Yeah, uh, Fat Fat Tony is one of my top Simpsons characters. Uh. Okay, let's here. We'll, we'll start off with this little topic here. You all pretty much have a favorite show or a favorite fandom, uh, something that you you know, you're really into pretty much above everything else. Everybody knows it's Simpsons for me. Who's your favorite character from your favorite fandom, and who's a character that you just can't stand? I'll give you mine while you guys think about it. So does, my does it all time in the same fandom. Yeah, in the same fandom. Oh, okay. So you think about like your top fandom and then think about the character you love the most, but then think about the character you hate the most. So I'll give you I'll give you a couple of my top fandoms. Uh The Simpsons. My favorite character is a combination of Homer as a regular character, because he's easily the heart and soul of the show. But Sideshow Bob is probably my favorite character on the entire show. He's not a regular character, he is a guest character. But every time there's a Sideshow Bob episode, I watch that episode, even unlike newer seasons. I will go out of my way to watch Sideshow Bob episodes. 
my least favorite Simpsons character above and beyond is Helen Lovejoy, the minister's wife who literally exists to be a gossipy bitch. And I hate her. I hate every scene she's in. Someone please think of the children. No, I will not think of children because that is creepy. Let's yeah. Helen Lovejoy. Now, bad characters exist for a reason. Right. Bad characters exist because not every character can be good. Um, and she's a good character to hate. I mean, there there are some really boring characters on The Simpsons who don't mean anything. Sam, if you're listening to this, Sideshow Mel does suck. <laughs> I know that's his least favorite character. But yeah, I would say it would be Sideshow Bob than Helen Lovejoy. Um, my next favorite fandom is definitely Star Wars. That one gets a little trickier. Uh, I can tell you who my least favorite Star Wars character of all time is. And it's not somebody you might expect. Who would you guess if I said least favorite Star Wars character ever? Who would you guess? Just take um, a stab at it. Oh, man, I would say Jar Jar. I mean, Jar Jar is a good guess. I, I dislike Jar Jar. Dan, do you have a guess? Um, I may have actually told you this once now that I think about it. You probably have. <laughs> yeah. Um... Dang, um. <laughs> I don't think too hard about it. You hate Salacious Crumb. I do hate Salacious Crumb, actually, <laughs> but he is not the he is not the least favorite. No, that would be Chewbacca's son, Lumpy. No, but most... that's just in the one thing. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> He is. He was the worst thing. And that was a special that had a lipstick wearing Chewbacca clone to indicate that that was Chewie's wife. His grandfather, who watched porn. And his son still managed to be the most annoying one out of all of them. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of happy holiday I haven't special. seen that. I have not seen the holiday special. We need we need to do a riff track type thing with the Star Wars holiday special. I think we should. I've long said that we should do something like that. And I know there's an interest from our from our fans to do something like that, where we watch something in real time and just critique the hell out of it. And I've already said plan nine from outer space in the room are are two of the hits. We're going to go for crap for that. But Star Wars holiday special, we might have to do that, too. Maybe we'll make that a Christmas gift to the uh, the nerd table fandom here. I got to give myself a shitty gift. Well, we don't have to do it on the 15th, Dan. I mean, there's other days in December. It doesn't have to be like on your yeah, birthday. That's a shitty Christmas gift then to myself. I'm no, going to make a, a shitty Christmas gift. It's a wonderful Christmas gift to them. You know do what I, Wicket's last name is? I do. I do. Does Eric? I know his whole name. <sighs> Hold on. I, I need a yeah. thinking beverage. <laughs> Hmm. A Wookiee beverage. A Wookiee beverage. You, you know that the Wookiees were supposed to be the primitive force that fought the Empire in Return of the Jedi? Oh, no. I thought you were going to like say that they were supposed to be a beverage. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, Han Solo beverage. was supposed to be a green alien. Han Solo was originally going to be a green alien. 
And instead of Ewoks, they were going to be they were going to be a planet of Wookiees. But they decided that the Wookiees were too tech savvy. So they went with something even more primitive. You know, to represent the Viet Cong. <laughs> I just I mean, yeah, the, the Ewoks fucking fought off stormtroopers with sticks and shit. Like fucking badass. Also, <laughs> how useless was their armor? So, yeah. Wicket's full name is Wicket Wistry Warwick. That's right. I that's wonder legit, if the Warwick is named after the actor. Warwick Davis. Oh. Well, I did not know that. You are absolutely right. <laughs> All right. So I talked about my two fandoms. Uh, who who wants to talk about char- a character fandom? Who's got a fandom? I haven't thought of an annoying person yet, um, but I do have a fandom. Okay. Just, we'll go with Dragon Ball Z, right? Because I grew up on it. Okay. And I still watch Super and all that. And there's two that are like really up there. And it's just because I love their dynamic. I know. I already know who one of them is. Can I guess one? Go ahead. Go go for it. Beerus. No. You really? You love Beerus. Beerus is cool because he reminds me of me. Just fucking lazy. I'm then it has to be Vegeta. Oh no, but Vegeta's up there. Vegeta, in my personal okay. opinion, has the best character development out of any fighter. Well, yes. I, I don't think there's any argument there. But also. I- Better father than Goku. I'll say that right now. Oh, yeah. 100%. He was willing to risk the entire universe just to see the, the birth of his daughter. But I digress. I like... Uh, I, I love Piccolo. Piccolo and Gohan. The other okay. father-son combo. Yeah, Piccolo is Gohan's adopted. You know you know the, the, uh, the Yondu line? may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. Yeah. That applies to Piccolo. <laughs> 100. 100 <laughs> percent. Dan's almost there. I would laugh every single time if they ever just show like a jump cut to uh, like Gohan's home, like visiting Chi Chi. And it's just Chi Chi, Gohan and Piccolo doing chores or something in the background. All right, so let's let's come up with a, a crappy character from the Dragon Ball fandom. I mean, two immediately come to mind. They're they're technically GT characters, but my first thought immediately was Pan. The GT version of Pan is garbage. She's insufferable at times, and then, but she's got a different arc for Super, which is technically the canon series. So. But Giru drove me nuts. The little robot that accompanied them in GT. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like mine is a little bit more obscure. I think it's like the monkey on King Kai's planet. Bubbles? <laughs> like, I just, like, I, like, you know, I, I completely forgot his name. So kudos for that. But. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's no bad character. Even Yamcha has his moments. He, I mean, it's a lot of... Yamcha's not a bad character. He's, he's not just, a bad character. He's just he's a just a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a dumbass. Uh, I, no, I he's like, not a bad character. Okay, I won't say bad character, but the character that I feel sorry for the most, 
like 100% because of like just the ridiculous downfall of it all is Chaozu. Like they just murdered I mean he's not dead, but they murdered off his character because his his whole thing was just like he's not going to be able to keep up. I'm like, "Oh, come on, bro." <laughs> yep, so he's, he's done. got powers, he's done. dude. He's done. He's, he's got powers. Exactly. Exactly. Talk Connecticut shit, dude. So the fact that they were just like, no more Chansu. Like, you just say you didn't want to fucking draw him or something, you know? Or he's on vacation. <laughs> Too much weight. <laughs> he's like magical in nature. That already gives him an advantage. I would have loved to see rem- him. I can't remember the character's name because it's been a while since I watched Dragon Ball. But Dan's, it's fresh in Dan's mind, so we'll see if he remembers. The little green fox dude that fucks with Goku when he's trying to get to the World Martial Arts Tournament. The guy that's like, hey, brother. Yeah, hey, brother. He reminds me of freaking uh, Crazy Red from Animal Crossing. With his, you know, when you when you go to Crazy Red and he's got all the fake artwork, he's like, hey, cousin. It's my favorite cousin. I'm going to give you the cousin's discount. And it's always the same price. Like, you motherfucker. You know who, like, I would have enjoyed this a lot if this was in the Boo Saga. If they would have brought back Chaozu and had, uh, like, Chaozu fight uh, Bobbity or uh, whatever, Bibbity. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I can see that. Because if you're going to say he's not that strong, then have him fight another magic user. Well, Babadi's not, yeah, that was the whole thing was that uh, Babadi was a magic user, but he didn't have any physical strength. Remember, he gets his ass kicked by the girl in the bakery. Yeah. Because <laughs> Boo's <laughs> eating all the stuff. And she, and he, he tries to scare her and she just freaking grabs him and throws him out the door. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, he is actually pretty weak. <laughs> okay. I got, I, I got you on that one. All right. Uh, Dan, fandoms. My top fandom would be. Professional wrestling. Okay, well, I I, I can answer this one for you. You know my overalls, but I'm gonna go with what with what's happening today. And that would be my top person, my top character would be CM Punk. Okay. And my bottom character might be right now, because he's the guy in the spot, Bruce Pritchard. Even more than Johnny Ace. Yeah, because I think it's Bruce Pritchard's the guy that's but fucking NXT to Oblivion right now. So supposedly it's a Bruce slash Kevin Dunn slash John Laurinaitis effort. And Vince looking over it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Nice. So we've established some fandoms there. Well, I could go probably, you know, like a different kind of thing. Although I don't know what my next top fan, probably the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right. So, who's your favorite Marvel character? Oh, in the M- inside the MCU. Yeah, sticking strictly to the MCU. Let's let's take turns on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I still. I mean, he's like my favorite character, even just in Marvel. One of my favorite characters. I'm gonna go with Clint Barton Hawkeye because he's the glue, man. He's not with them one time, and that's when they lose. Yeah, he's, he's right. He, I, I, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. He's just some fucker with a bow and arrow, but his his power he misses is one luck. fight. His power he misses is one fight, and they lose. 
His power is really good eyesight. I want that. <laughs> I want as, his. I want his eyesight. As a person who wears glasses, yes, I I do want that eyesight. As a person, yes. I remember waking up one day and asking somebody if they seen my glasses, and they were just like, "Why don't you look for them?" And I look, if I could find my fucking glasses, I wouldn't need my glasses. That's such a shitty answer, too. Yeah, I could help you find your glasses. All right, cool. So I'm just gonna wander around blind. Thanks, thanks, thanks for nothing. But who is my least favorite MCU character? I already have that answer too. I mean, is it one of the Avengers or is it a villain? Is it a villain that you're just like, ah, this guy sucks. I hate this guy. It might actually be Proxima Midnight because she doesn't do anything. Missed opportunity. And then she just gets mad and then Okoye and Nat Nat just beat the shit out of her. (laughs) So, yeah, I can. All right. I think I've got I think I've got my answers. Eric, whereas the rest of the rest of that group have a badass moment or two. Okay. So, um, are we talking about currently living members or just... No, just do the MCU. Just go for the MCU. Okay. Overall is really fucking tough because it's like a toss-up between Tony Stark and Peter Parker. So, like, Spider-Man, basically. Um, if I had to really pick, I feel like I have to go Spider-Man just for the fact that I find him more relatable because I don't have billions of dollars. <laughs> you know, he's just a kid with <laughs> who just happens to have fucking spider abilities. Um, if you had, I swear to God, if you had said I relate to him because I too have a hot aunt, I would have just turned the podcast off at that point. I'm like, we're done. <laughs> Hold up. Rewind we're done. It. I'm going to edit it. No, in. no, 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 uh, no, no, no. You are. Hell you are. Because I, <laughs> uh, and then my least favorite, uh, just, just because of how it could have went down. We're specifically talking about MCU, but fuck Star Lord. Had a feeling you were gonna say fuck Star Lord. Like <laughs> the what the actual fuck? All right, like literally half the universe. We get it. He killed your girlfriend, but like, you need to chill. <laughs> All right. If it wasn't for that, though, like if it wasn't for that moment, because I don't think he's a bad character. I just think he really sucked at that moment. Um, It would be Mantis. I'm not a fan. Not a huge fan. Mantis is kind of a boring character. Yeah. OK, I can I can. I well, can I mean, there's the issue is like she got introduced in one movie and then her next two movies are the big movies. Yeah, that that is. Also yeah. Cr- Okay. Well, I'm going to go on a different route than you guys, because obviously I don't have the history with the comics that you guys do. So I'm going to judge strictly by how much I like their movies. (laughs) So I would say Cap, because the Cap movies are always the biggest quality for me. Um, I really like Cap and I really like I really like Nat. And my wife even said that she thought the Black Widow movie became her favorite MCU movie after we saw it. And it's kind of hard to argue because 
the more I thought about it, the more I realized it actually is higher up. I, I would probably give it a higher tier status. And her sister was friggin hysterical, too. Whole family actually worked as good characters. But I mean, yes, I love Tony Stark and I love Peter Parker. They'd be up in my top. I do love Clint. Um, and I mean, I'm not the biggest, the biggest Hulk guy. I actually like, I like the Bruce Banner character better than the actual Hulk. And I do love Thor. I love Loki. I mean, there's not really a lot of bad characters there. Most of the Guardians I actually do like. Um, cause Rockets is smart. Rocket and Drax are smart asses. And I appreciate that. But they're smart asses for completely different reasons. Because Rockets, I would catch it. Rockets a smart ass on purpose. Drax is a smart ass completely by accident. It doesn't realize he's a smart ass. Drax made me absolutely love Dave Batista more than I ever did when he was a wrestler. Yeah, it took him leaving wrestling for me to like him. And now I'm like, Dave Batista's the man. Now when he comes back, I'm like, yeah, that's Dave Batista. That's what I want. Meanwhile, when he was leaving wrestling, he's like, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm like, bye. (laughs) Although, to be fair, I I felt the same way about The Rock when he finally left wrestling full time. Like, oh, thank God. I'm so over this guy. And now that he's I I appreciate him more. Now, whenever he comes back, I'm like, it's The Rock. I start freaking out. So. okay. Um, Least favorite. I'm going to have to say Carol Danvers. Just she's just boring. She she adds absolutely nothing. She's just overpowered, was conveniently absent when they could have used her. And then even when she does show up, she doesn't actually do anything. Oh, she takes the ship down and then does nothing after that. Eh. Plus, uh, I think part of it is that Brie Larson's not the greatest actress. She's very wooden. And I don't think she really brought the character to life, really. And, you know, anything I've seen Brie Larson, and I don't think she's been fantastic. But I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe not. I can't think of any other roles that she's in, to be honest. Um, she was in Kong Skull Island. And she has the exact same emotional range in that. So, so like yeah. none. Got it. So none. But she like literally has an Oscar for acting. She does, but that don't mean nothing. <laughs> Poor Neo. <laughs> 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 oh my god! Talk about people who like really deserved an Oscar, and it just it took fucking forever. And they finally give it to them, and it's not even their best work. Yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. with Scorsese. They finally gave it to him, and he's like, and you're like, he's made 10 better movies. <laughs> that, that would have been, right. honestly, if that was me, that would have been my speech. I like, really? I made like 15 better movies than this. That's like when, Rick, when people tell Ric Flair that their favorite match is him and Ricky Steamboat at this one pay review, and he's like, Cool, we've had at least 300 better matches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool, but you didn't see this one, and this one was way better. Because that one was only seen in front of the 5,000 fans in Raleigh that night. Yeah, exactly. Well, then, well then you know what? It's non-canon. 
That's that's not canon. That's extended. That's that's uh, that's <laughs> legends now. That's in the Star Wars <laughs> Legends deal. Uh, I was trying to think about some other Star Wars characters that really annoyed me, and a lot of like. There were a couple of like one-off characters in Clone Wars and Rebels that I was like, "Jesus, just end this episode already." But nothing like really stands out. If if I want to go for like an actual canon character, it makes it a little bit harder. But I agree with everybody that Kiati Monday was the worst because he helped he helped screw a lot of people over. He's the one guy from like the Jedi Council that they didn't make cool. Like they made Kit Fisto a badass and Plo Koon a badass by extending their characters and Ayla Secura. <laughs> Not him. They made him worse. So Kit Fisto yeah, is the, the one, the one push and knocks over like 10 guys. And in that final fight. Yeah. Like I did not hate yeah. the Rose. I did not hate the Rose Tico character. I know so many people did. I didn't hate her. I, I actually liked her. Yeah. And there was one. Uh, what was it? Um, trying to think of who the, the actual character was that I remember people were complaining about in the new trilogy. There was. Oh, it was a uh, like Dominic Monaghan comes in and he's a character, but he does nothing. It's like, so what was even the point of having him? He's just another rebel who does some stuff. I don't know. I, I I hate stuff like that. When you bring or in, it's they like bring in Felicity or whatever the girl that was Felicity, just so we could break up all these ships fans had. Like, no, Poe has an old girlfriend from his home planet. Don't, <laughs> don't don't be putting him in other relationships because people are shipping him with Finn. That was like the thing about I hated most about that about that third movie was like you're just trying to just put the kibosh at all the things that the previous director wanted to set up or fans were interested in and yeah, that you weren't. That was basically, basically. It. Yeah. One was like, no, I'm shutting down the Rose thing and I'm shutting down the Poe thing. And, and it's just like, really? And he, you know what? Screw off. Have some Palpatine. Yeah. Palpatine. I mean, somehow Palpatine. Somehow Palpatine. I was willing to accept Palpatine if, if they had done it better. Because they did not do it well. They didn't. They did I don't not. think they did. No. They could have just done it what they did in the books. The spirit lived on. I would have accepted. I would have accepted they made clones and they found one that was force sensitive enough. And now I mean, that's even like supported in ongoing mythos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I feel like some sort of, you know, side scientist, secret scientist base or whatever flew off after the empire was disbanded, and well, you know what? That's what we got Dave Filoni for. He's going to fill in those holes. Oh man, they they made they made a lot of work for him. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, "Give me a million, a million more dollars, and I will fix your." Somehow Palpatine returned. I, you know, and I wouldn't put it past him. I feel like Dave Filoni is the type of person where he would make something. Then we would go back and rewatch these, like these movies. And we would enjoy these movies even more because of what Dave Filoni would do. 
Like I, I mm-hmm. honestly believe it. I, I like he's gonna make it somehow, and then we're gonna be like, Ray was such an awesome character. <laughs> you know something I'm actually really happy with that happened with Star Wars. I'm even though I liked the solo movie, I'm glad that it was not a success and Mandalorian was because instead of just getting a Obi Wan movie or a Boba Fett movie, we're gonna get a mini series instead, and I think that's gonna be better. You'll have more time to tell your story. Six episodes for Obi-Wan is more than enough time to tell the story you want to tell. Two hours for Obi-Wan? They'd have to bring in Maul like at the 20-minute mark. Right. And they don't have to do that. They can actually use Maul and build it a little bit and make it freaking quality. That's another thing. The ext- I, I was having this conversation about like how the extended canon universe took characters from the movies that were lame and Darth Maul and Boba Fett are two perfect examples. And don't at me because they were not that great in the movies. If you actually break it down and think about it, they were, you know, they were mysterious, but they both. Oh, he looked really cool. And then he was told no disintegrations. And that's funny. Ha 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 ha. And then he gets shit on the next movie. Yep. And Darth Maul, uh, easily dispatches of a powerful Jedi. And then he just makes a spark light show and just goofily watches Obi-Wan jump over him. So much for high ground. Slice him in half. He had super high ground. He was 10 feet over his head. But that, but yeah, those shows made him so much better. And, and that's something I can, I can truly appreciate that. And then my, I think my favorite thing is that, Bib Fortuna survived, got really fat, and then just gets shot and killed. It's like a, it's like an inherent thing about being the head of the crime family in Tatooine. Yeah, you're gonna get fat because there's nothing to do there besides just sit in your throne. He's an honorary hut. <laughs> I mean, dude, if you already- Tatooine, dude, it's a desert planet with two suns. Fuck that place. That sounds fucking terrible. You it's bullseye. Like living, you bullseye. Like living, I'm going to go. Go ahead. I was going to make the Family Guy reference where Chris, where Chris is like, I'm going to go shoot some Womp Rats in my T-16. And they're like, you shoot small animals for fun? Yeah, there's two moons and no women. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Not wrong. I mean, literally... The predominant thing is they to, is to farm moisture during that ten minutes of the day when between you can. nightfall and thing when there's a little bit of dew. Who first off, who stopped at that planet and thought, you know what? Yeah, let's settle right here. This will this will be great. There it's has like to be important to the empire. They, they, <laughs> I mean, like. Seriously, what kind of fucking resources does that planet have that we don't know about that was so important to put people there? Because you know what, I think I think the actual the legitimate answer to your question is that tattooing was founded by people who didn't want to be found. I think that's the actual answer. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, so it's just that might be the legend's it. answer, but yeah. All right, yeah, Eric. I appreciate that. We, we 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 each did two franchises each, and we all know you're a Zelda guy. So, who is your least favorite character from the Zelda games, and why is it Navi? Oh my god! Um, because she's hey, listen. Like, no, I actually wasn't going to go the Zelda route. 
to be to be perfectly honest, my second was actually, I was going to go with uh, uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh, please let's talk about Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is amazing. Uh, uh, like, oh, he sent me a gif. That noise is going to show up. Let me let me put Discord saying that I am streaming, so I don't get any more of those. Yes, he's not on my end. Yeah, but. streamer mode. All right. Um. So the whole family is great. There's no bad characters in the core family. There's actually very hard to find any bad characters, period, in that show. I think they're all Pesto. fantastic. Pesto. You just want to punch him in the face. That, you <laughs> ruined it for me, man. Pesto is literally <laughs> the worst character because there's no there's not a single moment where he's in where I I have laughed. Period. It just hasn't. Well, you're, you're not supposed to like him either. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm not supposed to like him, but like every every other character has given me a little bit of a giggle. And at first I was just like, OK, I can't wait. Like eventually he's going to have some good zingers or there's going to be some sort of redemption arc because they're like rivals or whatever. No, he's just a shitty dude. <laughs> in the show exactly and that that's pretty much it dude we're doing the we're doing the worst fictional character tournament in my tournaments group and one of my nominations was ralph cifaretto from the sopranos and then our buddy Stephen arthur who's followed us since the, from the wrestling group he's like that's actually my favorite sopranos character and i immediately responded I'm like justice for pi oh my <laughs> daniel daniel understand what i'm talking about uh, dude he kills he kills tony's prize horse for the insurance money he burns it on the entire stable and tony and was (laughs) yes spoilers for a show that ended when i was in college yeah i I haven't seen it yet (laughs) and And that was the final that was the final (laughs) that was the final straw yeah and then tony tony kills him because he killed the horse he does all this scummy stuff up and up until that point and he's played by joe pantleona who is a brilliant actor Joey Pants. Uh, Joey Pants went to my mom's high school. He graduated the year after her. And somebody that somebody that's friends with my parents went to a convention he was at and actually brought my mom's yearbook to him so he could sign it. Which I think is pretty cool. That's actually, yeah. Joey Pants. Cool. Because North Jersey Italians. <laughs> <laughs> because North Jersey Italian. But yeah, Joey Pants. Oh, man, that was uh, yeah, that that's the final straw. All this other crappy stuff he does. And that's what sets Tony over like being the shit out of one of the girls. Yeah. But nope, that was the horse that did it. It was the horse. That was Tony's final straw. Now that you know what my second fandom is and who my least favorite character is, take a take a shot at who my favorite is. Tina. No. Tina or Louise? No. Gene? Nope. Bob Eddie. himself? It's fucking Bob. Uh, okay. I I watched the I show. Fu- I felt like Bob was too obvious, but no. <laughs> it's Bob. So Sometimes I remember it's Linda, depending on the episode, but it's mostly Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh Bobby. Come on, Bobby. My favorite thing is here's what the first couple of times I saw Bob's burgers, I didn't like it. And then somebody said, Okay, do do this. Watch the show. With the understanding that Bob is 
the normal one and everybody in his world around him is insane and he's trying to cope with it. And the next time I watch an episode, I'm like, this show is brilliant. And ever since then, I'm like, yep, the show is great. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of people have that same opinion. Everybody who who started Bob's Burgers hated it at first. But then when they gave it that second try, they all they all ended up loving it. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I love H. John Benjamin so it's, much. It's like the um, it's like South Park when you realize that Stan is really like the normal one and everybody else is like way fucked up. Yeah. So if you're a novice South Park fan, your favorite character is Cartman. When you become an advanced South Park fan, you realize how much Cartman sucks and you love Randy Marsh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stan! <Yeah>. Stan! <laughs> oh, Randy Marsh is Stan? by far Stan? the best character in South Park. Um, but yeah, no. Dude, like, when, they, when he buys the Blockbuster video, we've got copies of Wedding Crashers. He's <laughs> the... <laughs> Oh, shit. Randy. Yes, Sharon. <laughs> you want me to go get you some McDonald's? Yes, please. You want some McNuggets? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're all Rick and Morty fans. Yes. Who is the best Rick and Morty character and why is it actually Morty? Uh, the best Rick and Morty character is actually Summer. I, I'm really starting to believe it's fucking. You know summer. what? I might have to co-sign with you on that one. Summer's pretty awesome. Summer is pretty friggin' awesome. Because the underlying fact is, even though the show is about Rick and Morty and their adventures, somehow, somehow, Summer is like on top of her game whenever she needs to be. This is why I don't do adventures with chicks, Summer. This is yeah, like the end of Marty's Mind Blowers, right? Yeah. She has a whole thing down of what to do when they fuck up that. Is this a scenario three? Who are you? Ooh, it's a scenario four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this shit. And then as soon as she wakes them up, they're like, oh, why'd you let us fall asleep during interdimensional cable, you dumb bitch? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. She gets so much slack. <laughs> like... How everybody wants to be Rick, but deep down we're all Morty and yeah. a little Jerry. Yeah, I fucking hate Jerry as a character. Like, oh, Jerry! I, I, I just, I can't. I can't. You see a little too much of yourself in him. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> like, damn it, Jerry! <laughs> Dude, what is no, it with no. shows and it's, people named Jerry? It, for real. Um, no, I, I think it's like I, I'm, I'm finally kind of caught up, actually, with uh, the new season of Rick and Morty. And it just dawns on me, no matter what version of fucking Jerry it is, he's kind of shitty. OK, he's so you're not you're not caught up yet. So I'm not going to I won't say anything. I won't ruin it for you. But I need to throw this out here right now. Talking about freaking Rick and Morty. So. Season five overall has been my least favorite season of Rick and Morty so far, like like above and beyond my least favorite season. There were just uh, there were too many episodes that just weren't that good. Um, most of them, especially right in that middle, that middle section, some of them were just boring. But that finale may have been the best season finale they have ever done. 
with all these different seasons. And I was so, I think I even messaged Dan. I was like, dude, I'm catching up and holy shit. Like I can't deal with this right now. I, okay. So which is your least favorite episode? Because I could tell you mine was the, uh, Voltron episode. I didn't hate the Voltron episode. The one that I couldn't stand was the giant sperm. Yeah, that sure. one. That one was pretty freaking bad. Although uh, there is a payoff to that shitty episode. There is a payoff yeah. to that shitty episode. A few episodes later. But, a few episodes <laughs> later. But uh, yeah, that one was probably so each each season has had their stinker. Uh, whether it was Raising Gazorpazorp, which was just just wasn't as good as the rest of it. Uh, season two, they tried the interdimensional cable sequel and fell flat because they had the Jerry penis storyline. And then everything else was just here's more interdimensional cable stuff. But we used up all our A material left over. Uh, we season- still get the, 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 the Jan Michael Vincent in that one, though. I mean, yeah, but there's like there's like two good. There's I like think two good two, and the two brothers, I think, is in that one as well. Two brothers is the first one. Is it the first one? Yeah, two brothers is the first one. I think the Jan Jan Michael Vincent, and then the only other good one I remember liking was. Give me my eyeballs! Give me my eyeholes! I'm an eyehole man. The eyehole man. Was the real fake doors the first step? The first one. Real fake doors was the first one. Yeah. What about ants? But answer my eyes. <laughs> that was the first one too. Answer my eyes, Johnson. I think season three, the week episode was probably it for me personally. It was probably the Mad Max spoof because it just kind of got they missed the plot on that. They should have the, the plot should have been focused on Summer, and they spent too much time on Morty and his dumb sentient giant arm that wasn't as entertaining. Uh, and then they they have the Beth and Fruity Land one, which was kind of fun, but that one kind of overdid it. Uh, season four, the dragon one stands out as being kind of boring, and the Rick fucked a planet episode. I remember that one was kind of boring too. But that what? season had the vat of acid. Vat of acid. Also what an episode! What an episode! It was by far the funniest episode and the saddest episode if you have to rewatch the twi- it the twist the twist no morty you There's did everything the, the heist episode in there too <laughs> you son of a bitch i'm in the most Ooh-wee. you guys are gonna get real sick of that <laughs> by the end of the semester and there's a throwback to that in the season finale that's all i'll say all right. I'll there's a call. There's a call back to that. It, no. So I, I've been watching it on um, Adult Swim on the like little app that they got. So the mm-hmm. sperm episode wasn't on there for whatever reason. And yeah, the season finale was uh, not on there. So. Yeah, because the reason they released the last two episodes back to back is because it's li- a literal two parter. Because forgetting Sarek Mortschel and it has the, the end of the episode is, yep, uh, this is what we're doing. And then the finale called Rick Mirai Jack is the episode comes off with the payoff to the previous episode, like immediately, and then goes into its A plot. 
and it's really good. Like it's it's absolutely worth it. You know, one of the things I've noticed is once they started bringing in the president character, as much as I fucking love uh that freaking voice actor, oh my god, I am having the worst day with these Keith David. Keith David, yeah. You don't want I'm not even gonna say the name that I was thinking of. It was something else, David, but it's a it's a really, really shitty indie person from this area that I don't want to even say his name and give him any free promotion. Uh, Decker would actually pop if he heard whose name I said. So would Matt. Yeah, but David's in the name, guys. It's the last name. And that should be all that I'm going to say right there to give to give that away. This is the guy who actively tried to make me cheat on my wife at Decker's wedding. By having me wingman for Joe. I'm like, dude, I'm married. I'm not going to go wingman for him. He goes, well, your wife ain't here, is she? I'm like, oh, you're one of those guys. We're done talking. What a shitty douche. So, fuck that guy. Yeah, I was I was like, something David. And I'm like, nah, not that guy. Yeah, Keith David. Uh, but yeah, the president, his episodes are always kind of lame. Because he has it, an episode in that, this season, too. That episode was pretty good, and then it hit a point. Yeah, it was. It, it got to the, like, I don't know, when the pill came out of his mouth. That I felt like that was the turning point. Hmm. Why would Rick and Morty do this? Because they're assholes. Like, okay, yeah, that like, was funny. I love the idea, because it's like, the idea is that they've done this so many times that now they expect the reversals the multiple reversals of it. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Because instead of going, this is the first time he's going to ever try it, it's like, no, this is the 12th time he's tried it. <laughs> and they go through, like, right. a, like, a heist movie on how it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that heist episode was friggin' fantastic, though. I love yeah. that episode. You got heisted! Unless you're actually Randotron. And then at the well end done, there, Rick. when he goes up and he starts like spinning a deal to Netflix. <laughs> I just oh can't. God, it's so good. The only way, the only way I want Morty to come out of this is by his own volition. And they just see Rick just suck it on the car. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, no, it's the show is the show is brilliant. Once you watch the finale, we'll do a review okay. on it. And. You know what? I'll say this now um, because this is going to be something I'm going to debut here. Our friend Adrian Cotton, our wonderful sponsor here, Motivational Vacations, Emerson A. Cotton. By the way, next time you guys want to plan your trip, that's the guy to do it with. The link's in the description, emersoncotton.intelletravel.com. Not only can he help you plan your vacation, but he has provided us with something you're going to hear on the next episode. He has gotten us our very own theme song for the Nerd Table. We actually have our own theme song now. We're going to start using it on every episode instead of me finding clips of stuff that might coordinate to something we reviewed and doing a shoddy job editing that in real quick. So, yeah. Well, I shall it. give it a hearty huzzah. There you go. Uh, so I'll be working on that over the weekend, and I will try to have that debut on the next episode. So I want to give him a wonderful shout out. And to all of our awesome patrons at patreon.com slash club kayfabe, thank you guys. Your continued support is how we're going to keep this stuff free. 
And the next time Dan and I bring you Wrestle Talk, we're going to do a follow up of our infamous draft where we drafted a roster of talent and we already have to edit it because one of the guys we drafted left the company. Damn it. So Adam Cole is no longer on our roster. Uh, but we're going to do an AEW draft because that has been requested. And uh, Jeff Trellowitz requested the uh, the women's roster. We're going to go through all active female competitors and draft in all women's promotion of all the top talent. And when I say e- we're going to have everybody, we're going to have referees, agents, announcers, all female talent. The only technical male talent on there would be Dan and I because we'd be running the thing. So. That would be it. Everybody else going to be a woman. I like those odds. <laughs> I like those odds. So. Uh, I do know that we have Halloween around the corner. So we need to start getting hype for that. We've had some we've had the PlayStation showcase just happened. Uh, Dan, did you want to talk about that? The oh, Sony yes. PlayStation showcase. Because, oh, my goodness. Oh, man. All right. I have a list here. This showed off a bunch of games. Let's talk about the big one. The big one. They officially announced the Knights of the Old Republic remake. And it's going to be on PlayStation 5 and then NPC. It's exclusive, right? Yeah, exclusive. And, of course, since the first game came out in, like, 2003... People don't remember that it was exclusively on the original Xbox. That's right. That's right. You see, so I mean, all we have is not even a cinematic footage of Revan coming towards the screen and turning on his lightsaber. So we don't have in-game video or in-game play. We have literally nothing. It was just an announcement, just like they did with. Um, yeah. Metroid Prime 4, like, four fucking years ago. <laughs> we got a title. So, uh, well, but we know they're doing it, and it's being made by a company that is, has done a lot of remakes and remasters of classic Star Wars games, so this is the people to do it. So, which makes me realize that I now need one. So This is going to be one of the catalysts, because uh, it was going to be GTA 6. But yeah, I think this might have yeah, to be. Yeah, well, this one might be that far off. <laughs> well, maybe probably not that far off. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, on, it guys. depends. It's I mean, if, if you're doing years. a. I feel like. If you're doing too. a remake, a lot of the stuff's going to be the same anyway, but then they'll have. They'll, the remakes always have a couple of new things thrown in there just for the sake of having it. So, yeah. All right, we'll see. <clears throat> Insomniac, who makes the uh, Spider-Man games, they're working on a Wolverine game. That's going to be dope as shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know they yeah they announced Spider-Man 2. They announced Spider-Man 2. It. And we get Spider-Man 2 trailer has a voiceover from who I have to believe is, is Craven the Hunter. Because he's talking about hunting and looking for somebody, looking for worthy prey and a worthy battle. So that sounds like Craven to me, and then it ends with a of a seeing Venom. But the cool thing is they're doing fights and stuff, and it's Peter and Miles at the same time, which would lead me to hopefully think and believe that maybe we get full game co-op. Be sweet. 
Because there's two of the Spider-Mans. The that would be yeah, that'd be awesome. Be dope. I feel like, especially if like you could have the other one at the complete opposite side of the map, <laughs> doing stuff. That's also, they did show off the Iron Spider outfit, by the way, during that little video. It's awesome. God of War Ragnarok, the follow-up to the last God of War game, which was fucking awesome. I still haven't played it. I have a PS4, and I haven't played it. Because it doesn't And if you get a PS5, you can have that game for free. Oh, the trick there is getting one. Right? It's okay. I'll get one when the PS6 comes out. I don't know. Basically, where we're going at this point. (laughs) I don't know about y'all. I've had mine since Christmas. Well, good for you. The GTA 5, whatever upscale, has been pushed to March. They've also announced that. Yeah. I was literally driving around and saw a uh, Best Buy in a, in a shitty little fucking town that I'm pretty sure like nobody lives there. So I, I was just like, for shits and giggles, I'm going to stop to see if there's a PS5. And there there wasn't. <laughs> like, it's out, dude. They're all out. They're doing a remaster of, of, the, of Uncharted 4 and the uh, Lost Legacy for PS5. And also... PC versions. Early next year. Gran Turismo 7. I'm not a... I'm a very specific racing person, and Gran Turismo 7 is on the too realistic side for me. (laughs) Did they make a Gran Turismo game for the PS4? I don't think they did. Did they? I don't know. I'll look it up. And, and then a bunch of other games that aren't really in, in my thing, but there could be yours if you look them up. All right. Sounds cool. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, that Hogwarts legacy game. Yeah. There's no new information about it. Like any, cause I have other friends that are like, let me know if there's any information about Hogwarts. And I'm like, okay. And I'll go look it up. And the latest thing is from, September of 2020. And I'm like, that's not a good sign. And that's supposed to be coming out even like PC and everything like soon. Not if their latest thing is from over a year ago. Yeah. Gran Turismo 6 was released in December of 6, 2013 for the PlayStation 3. It completely skipped. The PS4. Well, damn. Well, damn. Well, for me, the PS4 generation was only three years. <laughs> for me, at least. For me. Um, it was only three years long, so. It, uh, there is a PS4 version of it, but it was it was released for the PS3. They, like, upscaled a little bit. Yeah. PS4. Yeah. Little That's bit of an upscale. Sad times. Yes, yes, very sad. Uh, anyway, 
But Dan, what did you acquire a game for free? Yeah, so today is the launch of NBA 2K22. And I'm a basketball fan, and every year I go, uh, should I get it? And I'm just like, I don't know, I wanna, I'll wait for a sale or whatever. And I'm just bebopping through Twitter, and they're doing just pictures of 20 codes to get the game. And I was like, fuck it, I'll try it. And I type in a code, and it goes, you got it! And I'm like, shit! <laughs> Lucky guy. <laughs> but the funny thing is then I go in and on the uh, on the website, it doesn't say I have the game. So I was like, oh, I must have like been too late to hit the OK button and somebody sniped me. And I'm like, well, that sucks. I'm kind of like, that, that's like a big letdown after a big up. And then I just turn on my PS5 and it says, hey, you want to download your new game? And I'm like, uh, yeah, please. Yes, I would very much like to download my new game. Thank you. Which, by the way, finished downloading like the second Chris call to do this show. <laughs> oh, I know, I know what you're doing when we're done. I I want them Finish. to make fun <laughs> sports games. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, sports games are fun, but like what they used to have for the Super Nintendo, like robots playing baseball or something like that, you know, and they have oh, so special yeah. abilities and, and whatnot. It's actually kind of why the Mario sports games have become such a good franchise. Because they they gimmick it up, but they do it in a fun way. Like that's Mario Kart to me is a perfect racing game. It's realistic enough with how a kart would race to get you your real side, but it takes place in the Mario universe and has wacky. It has and has insane catch up mechanics for everybody that's not in front first place. Right, <laughs> blue shell. <laughs> It has an actual balance. It's a well-balanced game, and I think I think Mario Kart Eight is a ton of fun. Especially Mario got... Kart Sideways Eight. Yes, the Sideways Eight because it looks like a figure eight. You know what, guys? Knock on wood. Considering getting a Switch for a Christmas birthday, I because think you should. Because last weekend, before we did this show. The 4K UHD TV I had asked for my birthday slash Christmas was just sitting in the living room. And I was told this is for just cuz. Okay. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm currently rocking a nice 43 inch 4K Ultra HD television. Nice. I'm rocking. Aaron's business doing good. 27 inch 1440p monitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know what this. This is old. This is technically a TV. I'm looking at. It's officially a TV from Element. But HDMI from the computer, baby. It's, it's 1080, but baby. Yeah, I I got this monitor because its uh, refresh rate is 165 hertz. Damn, son. Yeah. Now I can watch people kill me in high def every fucking frame when I'm playing League of Legends. got so I'm, many frames that my eyes actually can't perceive them. Uh, I got it originally like, oh, this is going to help me game better. Now that I can see and everything's so smooth, I should be able to dodge stuff. Nope. Oh. Nope. You know what I else? Suck. <laughs> upping, upping my PS5 to, to 4K. 
I'm like, oh, I, I used to think that thing was green. It's blue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was rocking an 08 big brick HDTV. <laughs> Both of my monitors are 4K, so that's the the most 4K happening in this house. Right in front of me right now. We we got a 4K TV down in the like uh, in the living room, but all we have hooked up to it is a Chromecast that doesn't stream 4K content. Yeah, that was the thing when I was setting up all the Netflix and everything. They're like, "You want to give us like 12 more bucks so you can stream in 4K?" And I'm like, "That'd be nice, but I don't think our internet could handle that coming in all the way from where it is to my room." Do you see the uh, the Middle Earth 31 disc Ultimate Collector's Edition? The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings on 4K Ultra HD. 31 discs. 31 discs, because it's it's the extended version of all six movies. Good God, man. <laughs> and somebody in the comments goes, well, they better have added the Tom Bombadil scene to make it 31 discs. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's a bit excessive. What is the appeal? Let me ask you guys as to, as tech people, because I don't see the appeal and I'm genuinely curious what it is. What is behind having a curved monitor or curved TV? Ah, OK, so I can answer the monitor portion of it. Um, okay. When you are looking at a monitor straight on. The edges of the monitor are are slightly further away from your eyes than the center of the monitor. Because your eyes are round, bro. Yes. Okay. So that makes sense. When you're playing certain games like a uh, first-person shooter, that curved monitor gives you like I. It almost feels like you're in the game. Because you actually have some peripheral vision in your peripheral vision. Correct. But I don't think you, it's worth the money on a normal, you know, 16 by 9 monitor. I think you'd actually have to go ultra wide for that to, to really feel the effects of it. So if you're rocking like a, a 21 by 9 if you're, monitor. If you're rocking flight sim, maybe. <laughs> or flight sim. sim guy. Or race sure. games. Um, it's okay. really good for first person shooters. <laughs> simulating games and like really racing games in general and yeah, if you're gonna get the racer's chair and the, the stick and the gearbox and all the brake the actual brake and gas and everything and it's supposed to be less strain on the eyes but that curve does help i i don't know how to explain it uh but when i have uh i'm, I'm the monitor that i got right now is not curved because it's just a normal 27 inch, you know, monitor, but the 49 inch, uh, ultra, super ultra wide monitor that I got over there, which is basically two monitors side to side, but there's no bevel in the middle that's curved and playing borderlands on that game is fucking insane. I literally feel like, Oh yeah. New I'm borderlands wondering. game, but it's tiny Tina's RPG game, tiny Tina's wonderland it's a yeah D &D dude game. That's, hell yeah yeah but it's borderlands and it's a full game and that's gonna be awesome 
I was expecting it to be a DLC. That would have been fucking cool. But, you know, because I, I mean, it was DLC in two and it was the best DLC ever. Yeah. Hopefully it's long and they they plan on giving that some DLC uh, as well. So it was just treat it like a regular mainline Borderlands game. I don't know. I think they can't continue on with the Borderlands story, but we all like the, the, the combat of it. So this is probably their way of saying, hey, here's more Borderlands without actually having it be Borderlands, you know? And I'm okay. I hardcore leveled up because Dan took me to a world as high level and everybody that he killed was like level 50 and up. And I was just standing in the back leveling up. Oh, yeah. I was power level and go to, go to the last level of the first game with somebody that's new. Yep. And just let them stand there and level up. In two or three? And you're like just... Uh, that was actually the first one. Oh, Borderlands what? Yep. Yeah, you go to the Iridian, whatever. The, like oh. the very, the very, very last level. And if they stay, if they stay in the opening area where you first spawn into that level, they'll be fine. <clears throat> and pretty much everyone you kill is like, well, if they're level one, they'll probably go to like level twenty right away. <laughs> Man, do you think that? All right. So if I was gonna do that, if I was gonna. Let's say I, f- I finally get my dream house back when I can, you know, afford a house and that becomes a thing again. And I want to do up my basement and have like the big movie room. That's the dream, right? Do you think it would be better to do the HD projector on a on a white wall or get one of those like those insane like the 256 inch TV they sell for that entire purpose of making your basement into, I like a movie projector. theater? It's gotta be cheaper. Yeah, projector is cheaper and better, and you don't want it on a white wall. I would actually go out and spend a little extra on something called a silver screen and then get one of those. um, Like it's actually projecting it like a movie theater. Basically, yeah. Uh, And if you can't even get the silver screen, they sell that paint like it's a silvery paint. um, And that's supposed to be the perfect white balance screen and the reason it's silver is because you don't want it completely white you want it to be somewhat dark that way your blacks look absolute like they actually look black and not like you know you can't make black on a white wall when light shining on it they have to use some sort of force type of thing but with silver your blacks are black so you have that that contrast rate uh that yeah contrast ratio (laughs) <laughs> one time in the theater i went right up to the screen and it was it it was metal <laughs> with holes in it yeah yeah I, it uh, wasn't a screen at all it was a hunk of metal that's what they um oh shit not not imax they had a different technology i can't remember what the hell it was called but that's what that was made out of it was supposed to be the competitor to imax it's, yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was just like some random theater, and I just walked up to it, and I was like, wait, this is like me- metal with holes in it. That's probably what Painted it was. White. That's that's probably what it, what, it, what it was. It used to be uh, meant for that because it, they needed the metal to be reflective, and they I guess they just painted over it. They're like, this is supposed to be better for your eyes, better for your everything it was the type of seating where you needed to like 
sit down and it would wrap around the walls and stuff like that. And nobody wanted to film. Like nobody, there was no films that were meant for it. They they got a couple of um, nature documentaries. Like they would go around and film some things, like they did for Soren and shit. Um, well, that's what IMAX was originally. It was it was all just that kind of stuff. Like you want to learn about otters? Yep. <laughs> come, come to the Museum of Science and Technology. Go to the IMAX and watch our fifteen minute otter film. And that's how IMAX, uh, that's how IMAX became the dominant one because they fucking partnered up with all these science buildings and whatnot. And they stayed alive. All you have to do is outlive your competitor. You don't need to beat them in anything. Just outlive them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember HD DVD? There was too many fucking I remember. syllables. <laughs> there were too many fucking syllables. That was the only thing that was wrong with it. Too many remember syllables. Remember Zune? I do remember Zoom. I remember. I had one. Remember Betamax? Oh, God. Remember Laserdisc? I do remember Laserdisc. And then in a, in a roundabout way, Laserdisc actually won in the end. Just you got to make him smaller. Yep. <laughs> and then... No, I, I think music was the was the best one, right? Because we, we went from vinyl to 8-track to cassette to CD, to digital, and now we're back. We went game full circle. Yeah. Because if you have a nice, clean vinyl record and a good setup, it's going to always sound better. You know why? Because the medium is the media. The music is literally in the grooves. Whereas on a CD, it's a bunch of data that has to get translated through lasers and, and and a computer. That's true. Whereas if you really wanted to, you could get a long fingernail that's not sharp and spin it around a record. And if you got really close to it, you could hear the music. I wouldn't recommend doing that. But yes, I would not recommend doing it. I mean, CD technology is the same thing, just with a laser. Well, I mean, that laser is transmitting ones and zeros, and then something else is decoding that, and then it's turning it into music. So it's still digitized, and there's still there's I I I, I agree with Dan that there is a certain sound to digital music than there is to like live music. There's something about just plugging in a analog like signal from a guitar to a speaker to just play mm-hmm. versus having your computer decode something and then sending that information out to a speaker to play. I have the live version of Nightwish performing Ghost Love Score on my playlist and not the studio version because I think the live version sounds better. It has more energy and I love listening to live albums because I love hearing them actually sing. That was a thing that always bothered me about a lot of the pop stars of that of like that generation. You is when find they would, out that they can't sing unless they're in the perfect situation. Yeah. And I, a lot of them would lip sync because it was better for them to choreograph their dance moves and be entertaining. But the ones when you could actually hear them sing for real, because you, you know the difference instantly. If it sounds if they sound exactly like they do on the CD, it's a lip sync. 
but if they sound out of breath yeah (laughs) they're actually doing it like the band train which aren't very good to begin with but if you try to watch them live on any show oh my goodness they had like a new album out like four or five years ago and they hit all the shows they were dog shit on those shows yep then they were awful and the first artist I noticed was much different live with Cheryl Crow in the 90s. I was like, she does not sound very good. <laughs> well, there's a reason for that. Uh, speaking of music, um, I very much want to go to the Hailstorm Evanescence concert on December the 17th in Camden. And I'm really, really hoping that nothing happens to mess that up between now and then. Father's birthday. It's two days after your birthday. Which which parents' birthday is that? My father. Your dad. That's right. I, I was nineteen years, three hundred and sixty-three days older than me. Um, let me ask you guys this because we've 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 had a lot of musical discussions on here, but. Uh, if you've actually been to a concert and heard somebody live, has there been an artist who was even better live than you expected them to be? And has there been anybody who actually like kind of let you it's like, eh, that wasn't very good. You know, who's absolutely one million times better live than they are uh, recorded and they're great recorded. <clears throat> Flogging Holly. Weird you know Holly. what? I could believe that. I could absolutely believe that. I went to a oh, that would be. concert. Uh, the Hard Rock. Okay. Right, no, 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 not the Hard Rock. What the hell am I talking about? What was the the one that was across from? House of Blues. House of Blues. That's where I saw Coheed and Cambria. You want to talk about a band that sounds completely different live, but they friggin' kill it? Coheed and Cambria was amazing. Oh, that was such a great concert. High energy, good stuff all around. I want to see Flogging Molly in, in concert now. Well, oh, anyone that has like fun. a anyone that has like a, a, a shtick or a presence or a or like a hype to them are going to always be better live. That's true. That's true. But man, did it just there was just something about it. Just being at that concert. I can imagine Lincoln Park was like that. They were so good. Uh, Killswitch Engage was really good, too, but we missed most of their set because when we were at Bamboozle, you know, we're bouncing around between all these bands and they were already performing by the time we got up there. But I got to see a decent amount of their performance and they were really good. Um, I, I don't know if I've actually seen a band in concert who disappointed me, but I do know the year I went to Warp Tour. 18 visions was kind of hot around that time and they just didn't deliver. Like I went and I watched them for a little bit and I'm like, they, they don't have any energy on stage. Like very much. We're going to stand still and and perform kind of thing. Right. I'm standing in one spot playing my guitar. Like I'm not saying go nuts and run around the stage and blow yourself up and have no energy, but do something. (laughs) Seem like you're alive. Not that difficult. 
Have you ever met a famous person who exceeded your expectations? Because they were just so cool. Uh, nope. Yes. Two. Two people. One of them, I think you may know. Well, sorry. One, you will definitely know. The other, I'm not 100% sure. But I met uh, Neil Patrick Harris, the one that you guys may know. Uh, extremely cool. We all met Neil Patrick Harris at this point. I've met him. You've met him. If you've worked at Disney, you've met Neil Patrick Harris. Correct. And he's super cool. Yes. He's super fucking Yeah, he cool. was. He was super cool. <clears throat> it was like it was like a 20-second interaction, but it was very positive. And then the other uh, person is Daniel Negrano. And he is the uh, he, he's in the World Series of Poker. He's a poker player. Okay. I do not know who that is. Yeah, I do not know who that is. But he's the guy that like you would play against, and he would just he would guess the cards that you have in your hand while you're playing against him. And he. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Goatee. Usually used to wear a hat and glasses. Yeah. Yeah. So I met him, and I guess he didn't like. I was just like, oh cool I, I i watch you like uh you're really good uh like you're very entertaining and stuff like that and he he was very surprised that i even knew who he was because he was in the park but he wasn't in like he didn't really have guest relations with him he just kind of just went to the park i mean they don't always do right yeah well he's not like an a-list celebrity or b-list yeah celebrity. he's just a poker player Oh, and when, you know, that that mid-aughts time where poker blew up, he was one of the big guys. Yeah. Yeah, but he's the kind of guy, like, yeah, you would uh, you would win without having to show your hand, and he would guess your hand, and he would be right almost every time. I, I heard somebody tell me this. Um, what's the name of the actress who voiced Ahsoka Tano? It's like Ashley Eckstein or something like that? Does that sound right? Sounds right, but I don't, I don't know. So, like names well apparently apparently she would regularly walk around the park and nobody would recognize her but when star wars weekends happened and she appeared in the parade she then needed an escort yeah ashley Eckstein. yeah but she was one because the voice actress thing she kind of got around and somebody had told me that they're like yeah i've seen her come through times with no guest relations escort because very few people recognized her but then star wars weekend happened Everybody knew who she was, so she needed the escort. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was surprised when I had Vincent D'Onofrio on my because he came through the regular line. Usually the VIP trucks, they would backdoor them and they'd be on their own truck. But he came through the regular line. And I didn't recognize him until somebody pointed out who he was. And I was like, that is him. I mean, now, obviously, I would recognize. Sim, you is can't this miss like him. Circa Law and Order enough for you? Uh, 2008. Yeah, so he was doing Law and Order. So he was Law and Order, yeah. Um, Speaking of people not knowing that they're on like their vehicle and stuff, Susie, if you're listening, I'm, I'm telling the story now. This is the story <laughs> of when I put Captain America in the second row of Susie's vehicle and she had and she didn't no know fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Yeah, Shannon got him on Big Thunder Mountain, but she obviously recognized him. 
Yeah. Chris Evans. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Susie, we love you. But is this Captain America? No, this was like no. no. If we were there, yeah. If because when when Eric and Eric and I met in 2011, so this is like post Winter Soldier. 2011 was when Captain America came out. So yeah, so we're like we're like Winter Soldier era when this story happened. Yeah, I want to say like let me see. It was probably like 2013, 2014, something like that. It has to be 2014 or higher because. When you were still at Inno when I left Disney, right? Hmm. So it's not 2014, so then even Winter Soldier would have been out by then. It had. To That's be, what I'm saying. Yeah, I left for maintenance in 2016, I believe. So let's put it this be, way. Yeah, I don't know. The first Avengers movie already happened. Everybody knew who Chris Evans was. Yeah. Everybody. All right, knew please who Chris continue. Evans was. Uh, he had to get backdoored and he's one of these celebrities where like he, you, you just put him on the vehicle. You don't know. There's no pre-show. There's no nothing. They tell you how many is in their party and then you put them on last minute. So there's not a big ruckus. So we just put him on there and she's starting to, to spiel. And I think she noticed at some point, but not right away, not right away. And, uh, it was just, it was fucking hilarious. And, you know, I got this running thing with, like, Susie, where, like, she would mess with me and I would mess with her. Because I remember at one point, and I'm sorry, Susie, I, if I find it, I will send it back to you. But my way of telling her that I was coming to the great movie ride was to ask for the script. And uh, she gave me the script. And I'm just like, oh, man, I can't wait to learn this. And she's like, well, why are you learning this? She's like, oh, because I got the status coordinator position at the movie ride. But, like, that's how I ended up telling her that I was going to her attraction. Did she, did she freak out at you for that? Of course she did. Of course she did. <laughs> that's a really funny way to do it, though. Yeah. I can respect that. <laughs> I could definitely. Re- that, is, that would be a funny way to. I mean, it's kind of like texting somebody that you're you're going to come over to their house and then telling them that you're here. Yeah. <laughs> And then when they go to look through the people, they see they see a big smile on the other side. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I thought I thought you were fucking with me. And then I'm like, hold on a second. This is Eric. So this is a 50 50, actually. <laughs> you, you, know, you go. It's always 50 50 with Eric. That That's the thing, right? Like I say sometimes I just say random stupid shit. But then sometimes the random stupid shit I said is actually true. <laughs> yes. Oh. Real quick, Eric, I want to I want to do this in case in case our friend Jeff is watching, not Jeff Trelowitz, who but my other friend, Jeff, who's a big travel connoisseur. Uh, he has 49 states under his belt. He's missing one. Please convince him to go to Michigan. If you can. There has to be a reason of actually visit Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Marijuana is legal <laughs> here. It's legal in New Jersey too, where he lives. The only place where you can go south and end up in Canada. That is, that is, is true. true. Yeah, that's true. That is true. If you want to drive south and go to Canada to feel weird for a little bit, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, I mean, oh, we have roads that are supposed to go east to west that eventually go north for whatever fucking reason. 
every time. That's awesome. They're even like numbered like that. <laughs> well, you know, like the interstate system, right? Like if it's a even number, it goes east to west. And if it's an odd number, yep. it goes uh, north to south. Well, here, yep. 94, right? Even number goes east to west up until a point, And then it just goes north. And it's just like, you know what? What about I-4? That's an east and west, right? But yeah. through Orlando, that is straight. <laughs> I mean, That's a straight vertical line. Yeah. It's just like, nah. <laughs> Can we all collectively agree that I-4 sucks? I-4 is the worst. By the way. I-4 is the worst. Like- I-4 is literally the worst road I've ever driven on. And this is somebody who grew up in New Jersey, now lives in Pennsylvania. Yeah, where their PennDOT is uh, notoriously bad at maintaining their roads. I work with PennDOT regularly now. They're notoriously bad at many things, but... I will say... We've legit driven the same section of I-81 and have it always, always under construction. Yep. Every year, if, if we go in every year up north, that section's always under construction. There's a section of road on 222 going up through Cutstown that has been under construction since we moved here, and they still haven't actually made progress. I know what they're actually trying to do. They're trying to widen the road because there's a huge uh, there's a huge just traffic jam that always happens because it goes from highway to two lane back to highway back to two lane. So they're trying to increase it so it's two lane for a much longer road. One thing they did improve was they replaced a traffic light with a circle, and that actually does help the traffic flow better. But yeah, once just, everybody like realizes what's going on and isn't freaking the fuck out, circles fucking rule. Yeah, and Allentown, I believe that's that's either ten or thirty three. I can't remember which. That's been under construction since we moved here too. So <laughs> you are correct. And if you said eighty one, which I believe is the highway you said, I yep. eighty one. Is the worst. 81. That's the one. Everyone hates 81. See, at least I 4 had nice roads. It's just the traffic that sucked. Michigan, it's like you can fuck up your car just driving and not have another car be near you. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the roads are here. You're really doing a great job convincing my friend to, to get oh, his oh, no. final uh, state. Um, um, oh, okay. There is one road that's really, really smooth and really nice. And it's my favorite highway uh, for two reasons. Uh, one, it's I-69. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So. Uh, Did we all three say that at the same time? Basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, I mean, Steve, you got a, a few things. You got Trevor, like Traverse City over here. Um, there's a few entertainment things, but there's a reason why to go there because it's the last state for you to go to, right? Yeah, just come visit. Go, us. go to a ball game or something. I don't care. Now, well, like that's our team sucks up here, but like you know, but that's that's actually the nice part of Detroit, though, where the ballpark is. Yeah. You don't want to go to the rest of it. 
go to Comerica when like, a better team is like when an actual good team is playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna. I be mean, there's while. that. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. There's that. I, I suppose. feel like when the visiting team is a really good team. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to do for a road trip. I would love to take Highway 80 across the country because Interstate 80, because I grew up near inter, around Interstate 80 all the time, and it, it ends pretty much. I mean, it pretty much takes you to New York City, basically. I'd like, I'd like to do the Route 66. Which, but is if you, the, if you t- which is the longest highway? Uh, that's a good question, actually. Uh, it, it might be that Route 1. Is it possibly that Route 1 that goes down the entire California coast? Uh, Route 20. Is it Route 20? U.S. Route 20. 3,365 miles. Oh, yeah. It basically, it co- actually covers a similar route to Highway 80. But Highway 80 goes to San Fran. And 20 is a little bit further north than that. They actually looks like they intersect quite a bit. It goes from Boston to Newport, Oregon. Wow. Okay, there you have it. And rolls right past Cedar Point. So if you want to do some roller coasters, you know, and your first day of travel. <laughs> right. <laughs> so unsurprisingly, the most dangerous interstates in America are 95 and four. How about that? And it looks like 10 makes the cut too. That's the one that runs the, the gambit from pretty much LA to Jacksonville. So I've been on that one. You no, know, it's funny. Oh, I 90 is one of the longest ones. And I've been, I've been all over that. Both of those are in Florida. <laughs> 95 runs all the way up here though. Yeah, that's true. 95 takes you all the way up the East coast. I'm aware, but I, I I like to think that 95 near Florida is still the worst. <laughs> so the next time you book your vacation through Motivational Vacations, make sure you tell Adrian you would like to avoid these high. Yes. And if you do visit Florida, <laughs> take 75. Except, you know what? I can't even say that because it goes through Atlanta. You're probably better off than 95. <laughs> depends on which direction you're coming from not all of 95 is bad i'll tell you exactly where 95 is 95 is fine in georgia and it's fine in north carolina where it sucks is florida and south carolina that's where it sucks yeah florida because of the of the idiots south carolina because of the cops patrolling but georgia and north carolina are smooth rides on 95 and multiple lanes south carolina is two lanes the entire way it's Beach. the right lane and then the left lane to pass and then you're back in the right lane and you better do it that way because you will see state po- police on that highway everywhere. And everywhere. they love it because they know 90% of the people they pull over are from out of state and they will just pay. And they'll just pay. And they do. Because they ain't going to a court date to a state five states away. Nope. Virginia's Virginia's got the problem. So, okay, so the tri-state area, I was about to say, Virginia's got the problem with Virginia. So the tri-state area all hates each when it comes to drivers. New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey all think the that each state is the worst in the country. They all believe that the other state is the problem, but not them. I could tell you from living in this area, 
All three states have shitty drivers. There's absolutely no getting around. You might think your state's better than the other one, but you are wrong. You know what I'm noticing a lot, actually, up here? People are scared of the highway. People are scared to drive on the fucking highway. Mm. Mm. That's frustrating. And they'll do like 50 miles an hour and slow shit down for the normal people. Mm-hmm. But you know, as we're talking about before with construction, what about the people freaking out when you have to go to one lane and they have the jersey knees on both sides, even though the jersey knees are two feet beyond the line in each direction? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my god, I'm going to crash my car. You know what I would love to drive one day? The Trans-Canada Highway goes from Victoria to St. John's. Yeah. That'd uh, be a hell of a road my trip. My father and grandfather did most of that when I graduated from the little college in Alberta. It goes through, it goes through Victoria, Vancouver. It goes through Banff, Calgary. Yep. It goes through Regina, Moose Jaw, Winnipeg, uh, Thunder good old, Bay. Good old Route 1. Canada, yep. yep. Goes through Ottawa, Montreal, Edmonton, Charlottetown, goes through a bit of Nova Scotia, and then you cross over and you end in St. John's in New. Yeah, that all sounds nice, but then you realize 99% of the time you're just on a flat road. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, with, you, you're good. with nothing around. Well, you're going through the Canadian prairies. It's because that's Canada, because it's because I was like, I grew up. Even I grew up in central New York, but even there, the difference between towns is because there's a sign that says you're in a different town, right? Like, but when I was in, when I was in Canada, it was like there is nothing, and you know the next town is coming because you can see it for ten minutes before you get there because <laughs> it just shows up on the horizon. Uh, what's What's the one major city in the United States that you've never been to that you actually want to visit? Hmm. L.A. Oh, you've never been to L.A.? L.A. Okay. L.A. L.A. Or Vegas. L.A. Ah, yeah, you'd love Vegas. Dude, I had fun in Vegas and I wasn't even old enough to legally, which means I would have had more fun if I was over 21. Or Mr. Papa Giorgio over there. Yes. Good old Russ. Russ. Dude. OK, I, I, I just thought of this right now saying that is Clark Griswold, not Randy Marsh with how much he calls out his to help him with everything. Russ, Sam. <laughs> Oh, the pay the payoff of Vegas vacation is he not only did he win a car, he won a car for every member of the family and they every drive, member of the family and they, they all drive home, home in there. their own car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, if they're I'm looking at a list of like the the biggest cities in New York or in the U.S. that I would actually like want to visit. That so I've never like visit. To. I've been through New York City, but I have never visited. visited. Okay. So would that, would I that have I have spent time in Chicago. I was born there, but then yes. we moved three weeks later. <laughs> so I have, 
Yeah, I've been to Chicago. I have to spent LA. Like a solid week and a half in Chicago doing yeah. Chicago stuff. I got New Orleans off the bucket list. I've been to Dallas. I, oh, I haven't been I haven't, to New I, Orleans. I did stuff near New Orleans. I've been in New Orleans, but I haven't done much New Orleans stuff in New Orleans. I think my answer is going to be either... My answer has to be uh, either Seattle, San Fran, or Nashville. I've just been to the airport in San Francisco. Yeah, because nice I've... I feel like I've been to a lot of the cities on the East Coast, minus like Boston. But like I've been to Boston's worth a trip. I love Boston's worth a trip. trip. I, I've been to like let's say Miami, let's Orlando, go to Tampa, Matt's house, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta Underground is fucking awesome. I'm not sure if you ever been to that. <clears throat> they got like an entire marketplace, it's like a fucking mall under Atlanta. <laughs> uh let's see been to new york i've been to jersey i've been to detroit obviously uh lansing i've been to chicago for the star wars celebration that's about it i would really? go to austin during like one of their conventions or whatever i've heard austin's actually a cool city to visit festival during a festival i have been to indianapolis that was pretty cool i did a a convention or something because that's like that's a convention town yeah i went to indianapolis to see um critical role live oh during gen con yeah buddy that's a that's a bucket list item is to go to gen con it's like the biggest convention for port gaming. Yeah. Tabletop. That was the shit. Have either of you been to Denver? Just the airport. I highly recommend Denver. Like Colorado? Yeah, where else? I don't know. Maybe there's another Denver. No, not De- not Denver, Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, That's- you know, when you're in Denver, you can just come on down to South Park and have yourself some time. <laughs> I love when Dan quotes stuff from shows he doesn't even watch. <laughs> but he knows all the references because, I mean, yeah. Would that not surprise you? I mean. Oh, hello, this Kiri. Is... Oh, Kitty. Kiri, say hi. Hi, Kitty. My name is Kitty, and I am very sweet. Oh, no, Kitty's sleeping. This is Kiri. Close to Kitty. They look the same, somewhat. That's right. You actually have a cat named Kitty. Go fuck yourself. I have a new cat neighbor on my Animal Crossing island, Anka, the Egyptian cat. You don't say. Cleopatra. (laughs) We're talking about cats. Her name is Anka and she's Egyptian. You don't say. Yeah. She looks like Cleopatra. Her house is... Okay, so in Animal Crossing New Horizons, I currently have five of my ten villagers have houses with no beds. Because Raymond just has an office. Uh, Bruce's house is basically like a basketball. It's like a street. He's got like the the graffitied wall and everything. And he's got the and like metal bars and everything. It's like very street like Uh, Anka has tombs and a giant pyramid in her house and a golden toilet, which she regularly sits on and reads books on. It's really awkward when you go visit her and she's. uh, Audie has a beach theme house, but it's like 
She's got like a dine. She's got like a whole kitchen set and no bed. And then I just brought in Rald as my as a new villager. And he's got a really cool ice house. He's got a bunch of ice sculptures because he's a penguin. No bed. Half Rold? my villagers don't have beds. Stuart. Yeah. Stuart. <laughs> I think there is a villager named Stuart, but I'm not going to use that. We don't, have to, we don't have to go nuts on the on the letter Kenny references here. Stir, stir, S T R T, stir. All right, so we're good. So Dan has started a new show, so we need to get Eric to Kenny, so we can really quote. Dan, please talk about the new show you started. Started Game of Thrones. And we must hear. Okay. Is that theme song not friggin' hype material? <laughs> I'm like, I should be paying attention to this because I'm pretty sure I'm learning something here. It's a map, and it, the map changes each season to the significant yeah, places. Yeah, depending upon you know what places end up getting burnt down or whatever. Yeah, what the the significant places for that season are what you what gets covered in the map. So like the sh- the, the opening is just bomb ass, right? The dude stumbles upon just a bunch of dead bodies, and mm-hmm. then he brings his friends over, and they're like, "There's no dead bodies, jerk!" And then White Walkers show up and kill them all. Yep, it gets it's and a he, hell of a way to start off, right? Killed as a deserter. I'm like, dude's just trying to come back and tell you that winter's coming, you dumb bitches. That's actually pretty, pretty important though, because that's part of the, uh, that's part of the whole thing with with Ned Stark. Is he's basically trying to teach his kids a lesson, like, look, here's how this works. He's, a, he's yeah, he's like, do, do you you know why I killed him? Do you know why I had yes. executed him? I I carried I have to carry out the sentence because I'm the one that that did it. So yeah, I uh. That is a hell of a way to start off the show. They don't they don't fuck around. And poor Ned Stark, because they get like halfway through the episode, he, he he it gets all revealed, right? The king's in town to ask you to be his to be his hand, and then they go, oh yeah, it's because the Lannisters killed the previous hand. They want to kill the king, and they're going to pin it on you, and you're going to have to do it, and you're going to have to let it happen. Basically. Yes, because John Aaron is dead. That's the old hand of the king. And he just, like, you see this look on his face, and you're like, shit, dude. Can you imagine being in that position? Yep. You just realize you're fucked, but you have to do it. You're completely fucked, but you have, you have to. Have you only watched the first episode so far? That's it. Okay. So let's let's quickly, since we're going to do Dan's recap of Game of Thrones as we watch this, we'll talk about some of the stuff that's happened. So we talked about what happens beyond the wall, which is Will the Ranger. Uh, yeah. So the whole thing with John. And then there's, a, there's a dire, war, dire wolf on the south side of the city. Yep. And. The pups all get adopted by the kids. So all all five star kids get a dire wolf. And, and the letter goes to the bastard. Chopper. Goes to Jon Snow. Yep. That's ghost. Direwolves are actually pretty important on the show. And let's see if you let's see if Eric remembers his direwolf. <laughs> his uh, 
who gets who gets whom. Uh, do you remember their names? Okay. Not a fucking clue. I, I haven't got any names yet. Names so yeah. Rob gets Greywind. Sansa gets Lady. Arya gets Nymeria. Bran gets Summer. Rickon gets Shaggy Dog. And Ghost goes to John. You also met Theon Greyjoy in the very first episode. That's an important character. Keep him in mind. It's it's Game of Thrones is a good rewatch show because you get hit. You're going to get hit with a lot of stuff right off the bat. But then when you when you go back and you do your rewatch, which when we did it, I remember I was just like Theon Greyjoy's in the first episode and he becomes a very important character and he's already there. But all right. So let's talk about some of the other characters that we meet. So you've met the Lannister twins. Yes. And you saw what the Lannister twins do behind doors. Yes. In the first episode. So I have to give a shout out to Chris Decker. He was my Game of Thrones uh, go-to guy for watching the show. So when the episode was over, I text him and I go, uh, isn't that his sister? And he texts back and goes, his twin sister with T-W-I-N all capitalized. <laughs> like, well, son of a bitch. So... It's hinted at pretty early on, and it's not really a big reveal that all three of Cersei's children, none of them belong to Robert. They're all bastard kids. Hey, 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 let him figure that out. I've that's already not a, that's not a fucking secret. <laughs> I was like, that one's fucking blonde as fuck. Yeah. Joffrey is the oldest. Marcella is the middle that's the girl, and then Tommen is the youngest. And Jamie's part of the Night Guard because Cersei is married, and you've also met Tyrion Lannister. Yes. Yes, who is one of the best characters on the show. Getting his dick stuck by a horse. We see him. He loves his horse. He loves his horse. But, but they need him that night at the dinner, so he just gives them all four of the girls at the same time. Yeah. We need you uh, yep. at whatever at sundown. So here's the rest of them. <laughs> You're also you also meet another very important character. So you've met Viserys Targaryen and his sister Daenerys. Uh, Viserys believes right, no, he is because he's like I don't care if uh, forty thousand. Dothraki, fuck you, and then and then their horses. As long as I get to be king again, yep. I don't give a fuck. And, and then Jason Momoa gets her. Call Drago. Yep. Yeah. Viserys is a. And she gets like in the boiling hot bath, and she's like, Man, "It's not ready." Yep. And I was like, "Now she needs it." <laughs> and Danny's. Danny is a very important character. You've also met Jorah Mormont. He's a very important character on her journey. Yeah. And he's the one that she's gives her... Given, she's been given the dragon eggs that are supposedly turned to stone, but not for much longer. Yep. Again, very important. And the very first episode ends with the ultimate fate of Bran, because you've seen him walk. And you'll never see him walk again. Because he got pushed out a window. Well, I knew something was going to happen because 
freaking mom yells at him for climbing all the time. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's going to come back later. Little did I know it was going to come back 15 minutes later. The things I do for love. He shoves him out the window. Shoves him out the window. While his direwolf pup just looking up at him. Aw. Yeah, the, the the significant, of course. There's a lot of good... Uh, there's good imagery, too. Like, the dead stag and the dead direwolf basically together. Because stags are the symbol of House Baratheon. Direwolves are the symbol of House Stark. You know, Ned's Lord of Winterfell. And then Robert Baratheon is the king of the Seven Kingdoms right now. Yeah, so like that part where 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 Ned realizes everything, and he's like, and also winter is coming. He realizes winter is coming as well, and then he realizes he's going to be dead, and he won't be able to help his people when winter comes. Yep. It's <laughs> just yeah, like all a- these, he has like ten realizations all in one second, and you're like, Jesus, he's such a good actor, Sean Bean. The first episode is a is really good at setting up a lot of what come, and you're going to go on a lot of different journeys. Character too. One thing I actually always really appreciated about the show is the opening credits credits the people who are actually going to be in that episode, which is fun because there's one episode where the entire episode is just a battle, and there's only like five credited actors because it's the main people who are going to be in that episode, and they only focus in that one location. I won't spoil what that is, but it's so good. You know which one I'm talking about, right? I, I think so. Yeah, it's just it's just a battle that takes place in one location, and and it's just a bunch of extras, 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 and stuff. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I mean, there's other there's other like named characters, but they're not major players. But yeah, so you've met. Yeah, so you've met the kids. A lot of them are going to be actually each kid is actually very important down the road. All of them. They all have something significant with their storylines and they all go on respective journeys. And they've so. already pretty much given me enough information to know about enough about them. In a nutshell, yeah. To begin with. And you've met Ned. You've met Caitlin or Catlin. I always forget how they actually pronounce it. You met all the kids. You met you met the Lannisters. You met Robert Baratheon. And you saw your very first your very first death of the show, which was Will the Ranger. I mean, as far as like a named character. I mean, obviously his buds get killed, but. And so the White Walkers, nope, they're extinct. They are not. They are north of the wall, and that's important. So. To the point where dire wolves have moved south of the wall. Right, because they're. They're being driven out of their actual homeland. So yeah, you got a, you get a lot out of that first. But did you did you enjoy it? Do you think you're going to enjoy it as a show? Yeah. Well, let's there's lots when to, to stop watching. No, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do, do that. that. All right. So, and it's it pretty simple because it's like what the first five five seasons are like ten, and like the last two are like five or six or whatever. So it's gonna be fast. Yeah, they're yeah, because it's it's HBO hour, so it's an actual hour. And it yeah, I think it's ten through the first six seasons, and I think it's like seven and then six or eight and then seven or something like that. Yeah, it's not 
I can't remember. It's been a while, but it's it it, it is a very very good show. And you know what? Like the the popular thing to do is to hate on the last season because it was rushed and it didn't feel satisfactory to some people. But you know what? A lot of characters do get really good arcs. And a lot of character arcs do end conclusively well. So what I say to everybody is, oh, fuck it. Just watch it and form your own opinion. You might actually end up because I know people who defend the last season and are like, look, it wasn't bad. And here are the reasons why you might be one of those people. So just watch it and see how it goes. Yeah, it looks like one through six are ten. There might be like an eleven in there at one point, but it looks like for the most part, that's what you're getting. And then season seven is seven and season eight was. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Not a hard for you. It won't be a hard watch, but meanwhile, I'm starting to wrap up Dragon Ball. Yes. And uh, where have you gotten on that show? I have gotten from, uh, well, the ending of the last episode. I watched said there's still three years until the next tournament. And then I queued up the next episode and it started and it starts with it's time for the. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they, they have to advance it by three years for specific character development, which you'll see right away. I know like a lot of the characters are going to actually like be in there. What they look in the future. whatever. Yeah. Cause it's, that's the, like the growth spurt for Goku and, Krillin. There's then, a part where when he shows up to fight Piccolo at the end of the previous season, he was like in full Goku stance. Like I was like, that's just that's Goku, man. Yeah. No, you are. You are correct. So yeah, when we last when we last started covering the uh, the show, when you were talking about it, Krillin was dead. Yes. And now you've seen the uh, the King Piccolo battle where he quite literally. Tears a hole right through him. Tears a hole right through him. So I, I want to reflect on something very quickly here because it has been a while. Where the egg came from. <laughs> yeah. Where the hell did he have an egg? Oh, Namekians. Namekians, yeah. So since it has been a while since I've watched, how do they revive the characters? So he has to, he learns from, um, cat guy. Yeah, corn. Then he has to go up even further into the sky. Yes. And meet Kami. Because Kami actually made the Dragon Balls and made Shenron. Yes. And the only way to get up there is to use the power pole. Okay, well, my power pole is... Where's my power pole? Oh, you left it after the fight. <laughs> so they have to go back and find the power pole. And essentially, you just hold on to the power pole for like a full day, and it extends all the way up from the roof of Corrin's all the way up to this place. And then there's the racist, char- racist most racistly drawn character in Racist Town. Mr. Popo! Popo! And they have to do all that. And then he 
you know, he eventually just says, yeah, I'll meet with him. And then he realizes, fucking looks like Piccolo because he is Piccolo. Because when he became the leader of the, the whatever of Earth, defender of Earth, he purged all the evil from his body. Which, like a dumbass, means that there's a purely and wholly evil being on Earth. <laughs> yep. That he but yeah, he's like, sure, we'll... reduced his power to a fraction of what it was. So he remade Shenron, and then the um, Kame house had all of them because they were dormant, so they were just all in a pile. And then they wished for everyone to come back to life. Justice once rose, everybody lives. I thought I thought Shenron could only revive one person at a time. Well, they kind of like yelled at him. <laughs> it well, was like no. all of them. Now it was like the whole group, right? Yeah, you could. It depends on how you wish it. You know, it's like, is it one? Oh, we would like everyone, time? everyone that he killed to come back to life. Yes, that's basically which, what of course. Every, you know, everyone just randomly just shows up back. Like the one, the one master shows back up at his school, and then the most realistic thing is the girl crying at the grave, and the dad just pulls himself out of the grave. Yeah, but that was the thing, right? Was like that was what was what was creepy was he was trying to wipe out every single how he went after Krillin because all he knew is that it was a martial arts master that defeated him last time. Yes. He's like, we'll kill everybody that's on the martial arts list. And a lot of characters come back just to get killed off, like, right away. So. The, one, the thing that I always remember laughing about was uh, when, I, I don't remember which which child demon he actually gives birth to, but as soon as he names it, the little pterodactyl dude's like, oh, how original. A minion named after an instrument. He goes, shut up, piano. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was well, funny. He made cymbal and then he made drum. Yes. And one of them was actually his strongest one because it was it was created when he was back in his youthful form. But then it lasts for literally one episode. It's dead. Tambourine was actually the goat. Tambourine got all the kills. Now, the one that always made me laugh was that. Yajirobe gets an actual kill. Yeah, he just cuts the one in half. He just cuts symbol in half. Yeah. And you're yep. just like, shit. Yep. Yajirobe <laughs> gets a kill. Uh, and don't get used to seeing Yajirobe get kills in any more tricks. <laughs> I love his stuff. It's like, as the fight ends, Yajirobe's like j- driving into town. And he's like <laughs> trying to decide whether or not he's going to go and help him. He's like, well, I mean, he didn't give me food last time, but he's also my best chance to getting food, more food. And so he turns around and goes back and forth. But he saves Goku in the end. Takes him to Korin's tower. Yep. Yeah. So, meanwhile, all the other group, because they're going to start uh, getting ready for the tournament, because they learn that he's going to be taught by Kami. So they're like, we need to do, we need to step it up. And he's like, you guys can go to Corrin's Tower. So the rest of the group is trying to get to Corrin's Tower. And we don't know if they made it there or not yet. Because they were still on the road there. They had the volcano situation happen. Yeah, he has to fight Mr. Popo. And, uh, and 
who's and yeah, there was the there's the episode where they send him back in time and he meets young master Roshi. Mm-hmm. And they and fucking the crane almost kills a girl. Oh uh, yeah. Shitty Master Crane. Yes, yeah, so I, I looked up exactly where you are. And yep. So you don't have that much further to go. It's a long season, but you are you are very close to the end. So yeah, the tournament is I guess starting this next episode. So I guess we're gonna learn I'm gonna get uh what is it? Uh Mecha Tau or whatever. Android yeah. Android Tau or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think he's just I don't think he ever actually goes by a different but yeah, Tau comes back with cybernetic body parts. Cyber Tau or whatever, yeah. yeah. I, I saw that. You're not gonna get him when you watch Kai, because I want you to get the best Dragon Ball experience possible, and that is one of the filler episodes that they just know that well, they I heard do. You say that, like he shows up, realizes it's Goku and, and he's just Well no, he's he's no, fuck it's not even he, he's fucking with Gohan. Yeah. And when he realizes that it's Goku's son, he just pieces out. <laughs> <laughs> just like, nope, I'm out of here. Because for for a while there, he's just like, you know, I could probably do this. And he's like, but you do look familiar. And he's I, like, what's your it, what's it's your name, Gohan? He's just like, yeah, oh, good. Like, I thought you were someone I used to know named Goku. Oh no, that's my dad. Okay, bye. He just he just <laughs> nope. He just he nopes right out. Of there. It's really funny. Grand Mercenary Tau. Yeah. Oh, God. <clears throat> All right. Well, so Dragon Ball Progress, we're going to get you on Game of Thrones. Eric, watching. Like, you have to watch that show so you can talk about it with us. It's right up your alley, dude. It's the most quotable show. You it's will use letter. Hour. It's a half hour comedy. Yeah, it's half hour. And the seasons are like six six to seven episodes long. Uh what is I that? legit You Sorry. might Rebecca might actually like it too. Honestly. Hello. Give it a try. Watch the first season, and if you don't think you like it after the first No, it's yeah. Give give the first two seasons a try. That's literally like twelve or fourteen episodes. If you really don't like it after that, you're probably not going to like it. And I will admit it took me two tries to be to get into it. The first time I tried, I wasn't feeling it. I three episodes. I'm like, I don't know if I'm really feeling this. And then I tried it again. And for some reason, the second time it just clicked and it was hysterical. You got it. You got it. Give it that time to click. And I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I think you'll. The it is so goddamn funny. I mean. It's literally about the three major stereotypes in a small Canadian town. The Hicks, the Skids, and the hockey players. And what their lives are like. All right, I'll give it a shot. What what is it on though? Like can I just It's on Hulu. Hulu. Just Hulu? Okay. Yeah. Hulu's gonna be the easiest way to watch it. I know it's on that Canadian thing that they have, but yeah. But if you if you if you subscribe to that, all that happens is when they release a new a day or like they got it on Christmas Day. We got it on December 26th. We got it on Boxing Day, which is a more Canadian holiday. And that's when we got it. But I was fine with that because I wasn't going to be watching anything. Today. So 
I was totally fine with that. And the cat, I mean, just Wayne is the toughest guy in Letterkenny and a bunch of people show up to fight him to challenge his status. And that's like the, the, the first episode is he has to get his mojo back. And the second episode is everyone wants to fight him because they yep. think he's weak now. And then he fights him and they and then there's Squirrely Dan, who's that's K. Trevor Noah's character. And he he pronounces lots of things with pluralizations that should not be pluralized. I was doing that during D&D yesterday. <laughs> there's, like, there's, there's like a thing called there's a character called Professor Scant. And I kept on calling him Professor's Scants. Oh, that's awesome. And then <laughs> yeah, it's Wayne, it's Wayne and his sister Katie that work that live on the farm work work on the farm, and then their friend Daryl works there too. And he's always got the the boiler suit on. Like the Michael Myers boiler suit on all the he time. Works at, he works at a local dairy. Yeah. Okay, dairy. Dairy, okay. Okay, dairy. And then there's the skids, Stuart, Rald, Devin. Sure. The other two have names that I never remember. They do say them at one point. I think one's Connor. There's like five skids. And then the hockey players are uh, the hockey players are the funniest freaking characters. It's Riley and Jonesy, and they are the most codependent bros ever. They finish each other's sentences. They speak in bro hockey talk, and they literally can't be separated. They actually do an arc where they are separated for a period of time, and all they do is cry about My favorite thing is that there's the one episode where they like, where were you last night? And they go through the story of, so basically I tendered this chick and then he tendered this other chick. And then right afterwards we tendered each other's previous chick. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so they both fucked the same two girls in one night. And there's <laughs> other characters that are great too. The pastor. What the hell's the character's actual name? <laughs> Uh, I'm blanking on the name now. It's uh, it's 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 the it's funny because he's very obviously flaming. Glenn. Glenn, that's right. Yeah. Glenn is clearly a gay and everybody will know it except for Glenn. It's the only one. Who I don't even like, you know, he says and does stuff. Yeah. And Gail. Gailer. Uh, Gailer. Yeah. That's how's Gailer doing? Oh, you know, upbeat and horny. <laughs> she oh that's Shannon's favorite character. She loves that You're character. Having a good time, cousin. <laughs> and then they they bring in these side characters who are just fucking hysterical. They when they get their they get their right screen time. Tyson and Joint Boy. Is it a and then short or is it fake? yes? It's still running. yeah, but it's still run. We're gonna yep. They they um they just revealed they're shooting two new seasons sim- simultaneously. So. Yeah, that, I promise, dude. I promise you're going to like the show. And you're going to quote the hell out of it like we do. I'm probably going to start it tomorrow, to be honest. I got to watch the dog all day. Please. Please. It's, it's so, And every show has a, cult, has a cold open that usually doesn't tie in, but it's really funny. It starts, you were talking with your pals the other day. Some of those cold opens are hysterical, like when... The best one is when they're playing catch and Squirrely Dan starts talking about the girl that pays attentions to his butts hole and then they start ignoring him while he's talking about it. <laughs> you ever had that girl put his fingers in your butts hole? And your butts hole? That's why they call you Squirrely Dan. 
Yeah, it's. I promise, dude. It's it's fucking hysterical. I mean, the also the, realize that all of the women on the show, except for Gail, are fucking tens. Oh yeah, Bonnie McMurray. <laughs> Bonnie <laughs> McMurray. That's all I have to say. Bonnie McMurray. Bonnie McMurray. <laughs> Bonnie, you going to do the uh, the old Girl Scout thing there? Yes, I am. That's super. Oh, and every season has a holiday special. Just yeah. one holiday. But one one season they do Valentine's Day, one season they do St. Patrick's Day, one they do Christmas, one they do Easter, one they do Thanksgiving. They have yeah, I think they cover most of the major holidays, right? And they're yeah. Trust me, Valent- you like it. Valentine's Day episode is probably the most outright outrageously funny one. With the when they do the speed dating? Speed dating, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Okay, so all right, so Dan is going to do be doing. We got we got Game of Thrones and Dragon Ball for Dan. We're going to get Eric to watch Letterkenny, and then I'm going to start checking out some more of them animes that you guys wouldn't stop recommending. So I watched the first two episodes of One Punch Man. Wait, what is before. is it? Um, live action Cowboy Bebop soon? Yes, uh, end of the year, I think. Right. Like even I think it's like even before that. Yeah, we're we're close, but they so we've we've all got our homework assignments. November um, we have some time. Yes, so guys, I want you guys to check out all the great stuff on CKCC Radio. Continue to support, very much appreciate it, and please do me a favor. Check out our partner shows. Uh, they help plug us. We're going to help plug them. Blake and Sal, uh, the, they're doing a live. I think. They're going to like a live 400th episode or something crazy like that, which is awesome. Uh, United We Fan podcast, my Mark and his friend Brian, our friend Tom Dickinson on YouTube with Watch Me some entertaining cooking videos. You might have something from that. Our wonderful sponsor, Mr. Adrian Cotton, and all of our wonderful patrons. We thank you guys profusely for this. And please stay tuned for Saturday, November 6th for Extra Life Day where I've talked to these two guys about it. We're going to do an Among Us stream for charity. We're going to raise money for sick kids by murdering each other and lying about it. Remember that like, really like in real life? Remember that one game I got away with it? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. And then, and then like the one game where we're like, dude, nobody's seen Eric. It has to be him. And you're just like, I just wanted to do my tasks in peace. And it wasn't you. And we voted you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the last session, actually. Uh, Hannah apologized, but. <laughs> apologize. Apologize. So thank you guys for, for checking out. And uh, next week, we're going to have a theme song. Our very own theme song that from uh, Mr. Adrian Cotton. We'll have an all-new intro, hopefully, for the next episode, uh, depending on how well I can work on that. But I'll do what I can. So we'll see you guys next time on The Nerd Table. Thank you once again for tuning in. Be good to one another, and we're out of here. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.